0: Back to the first edition of the Para Podcast for this 2021 year. I'm joined by Bertie. Hey, how's it going? For you.
1: Hey, we survived 2020, boys.
0: We did. We did indeed. Will we survive 2021, though? That's the big question. And Ham.
2: Happy to be here. Sorry, that clipped a lot. That clipped really hard.
1: They're pretty hard <laughs> peeking right there. Yeah, <laughs> when you whistle. to you.
0: <laughs> and your host, Hamish. Come on, guys. We've got to start this one slow and, and then work our way into it. Um, so uh, uneventful off season, to say the least. Uh, it's picking up. It actually was, it, to be honest. St- yeah, it st- that-
2: started slow. Now it's picking up. Now we're getting to the business end, and the boys are getting rowdy, and they're getting uh, getting a bit feisty for the footy to come back. And you know, I won't say I won't say it's good to see because they probably won't put us on the top one hundred podcast. But <laughs> uh, it's good to see it's not Parramatta in the uh, in the headlines for the wrong reasons.
1: Yeah, well, we entered the the 2020, 2021 sort of pre-season season you know, with the Michael Jennings uh, Sports Integrity cloud hanging over the Eels, that was really the only quote-unquote drama that was um there. And, you know, unfortunately, it still hasn't been resolved one way or the other. But, you know, the Parramatta Eels have sort of had a, a very quiet preseason season where they've just gone about doing their own business.
0: Yeah, let's not jinx any of that, okay? <laughs> 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 um, but, yeah, um, uh, and then in the uh, the world of other sport, uh, him and myself will uh, struggle to get through this one after last week's championship loss. Just um, heart wrenching. Uh, yeah, it was a it was a callback for me to the uh, 2001 grand final. That that's the same feeling where you know you're the better team and you just go out and you um you don't execute on the day.
1: Tampa Bay are a sneaky good team too, though. Their defense has been flying under the radar, um, and it's been really starting to steamroll in the last few weeks. And you know, yeah,
0: still, and and that's the frustrating thing about how and and it's the same for NRL. Is in the finals, there's a different set to, of officiating.
1: There is, and, and you got to play to it, and then. Sort of, if, if you can just catch fire for a couple of games, all of a sudden, you know, the better teams can lose the ones that have been first past the post across a yeah, and season. Yeah, I think that's
0: the thing that Tampa Bay played on this year: is their defense was one of the most penalized defenses during the season, and then they get to the off season and they don't call any flags. The sort of like, away. well, yep. yeah, yep. That was Forever. sort of like in um, the the Super Bowl last year where they didn't call any; uh, they'd called flags for the first three quarters of that game um, with and San Francisco. Put them, and then, put them away, yeah. And Chiefs and then they put him away in the last quarter and you're like, oh, well, by not saying something, you're, you're doing something. <laughs> yep. Um, but yeah, no, it wasn't officiating that let us down. It was our own um, offense not uh, getting the job done given that we forced Brady into three turnovers when I think he'd uh, thrown none in his previous championship game, so <laughs> what can you say? Frustrating, frustrating, frustrating. Um, Alright, well, let's get to Parramatta news. Let's start with the 2021 season draw, so I think this was released after um, we wrapped up for last year. Um, much to say about the draw, boys, it's, you know, it's I, I pretty, didn't really get too invested into the draw.
1: You know, it's it's always dangerous to read too much into the tea leaves when you look at the, the paper draw, but the uh, it's a gauntlet with the finisher season, uh, looking at what what's sort of being presented to Parramatta, so they can get off to a, a red-hot start into that origin period, will help a long way, but if we close, let's check quickly, we close out with
2: Six of the last nine against the teams that finished in the top yeah, eight, yeah,
1: including like you know, perennial contenders like the Roosters, uh, the Melbourne Storm, um, and you know, and probably South to Sydney. to all that extent, South uh, Souther, South Sydney and Canberra, yeah. um, who have been quite consistent in recent years. So yeah, it'll be a real litmus test for the Eels coming into the the finals. But sometimes that's what you need. Um, you know, we've we've sort of spoken about in the past that. Sometimes our run to the finals been either too soft or too hard, and there's a little bit of Godlocks in there, isn't there, where you want to be just right?
0: Yeah, and I think the big thing is we'll need to figure it out on that home stretch because we saw last year that we faltered badly. So um, if we're going to falter badly this year, then um, we're not going to make it. So I think that's the simple um, truth of it all. Uh, giving that back end to, this, uh, to the draw. But one thing that I did enjoy was that every single game has a time slot, a date, and a stadium. Um, how good's that after last yeah, year? Yeah,
1: being able to yeah. plan around that sort of thing is always nice. And, yeah, and, and not having the season hanging after a couple of rounds is also pretty good.
0: And so fingers crossed, keep those masks on, wash those hands, and um, go get that injection once we uh, we, we um, get that roll out of the vaccine going. And, and footy should be back for a full season next year, uh, this year rather. Still in the um, next year.
1: Yes, that's going to uh, be Yeah, you know, last season, last year, this season, this year, sort of deal.
0: Um All right. Well, let's look at the 2021 NRL squad additions. Uh, so, a couple of new faces. I can't remember if we discussed it last time. I think we had. We
1: were talking about recruitment: Oldfield, yeah, Opacic, right. and
0: Papali'i at that point. Um, but also the signings of Bryce Cartwright and Keegan Hipgrave. Um, I know the signing of Bryce Cartwright seems to be pretty divisive. What are your um, thoughts on that,
2: guys? Initially, I was very much against it. Like, just knowing what Bryce has put up on the field, you know, it's just, it's not worthy of a jersey. Um, but then, you, I suppose, you look at it a bit further and it's one-year deal, minimum wage, if not very close to it, and Bryce has to prove himself to make the 17. He's no guarantees. Um, we've got a very strong forward pack for next year. And Bryce, you know, he could be a point of difference if he um, is willing to be. Yeah,
0: I think that's right. He'll definitely need to get his uh, arse into gear in relation to defence because um, I don't think it'll be tolerated some of that arm-grabbing rubbish uh, that he was getting away with at the Titans. Um, but we'd expect him to be, um, you know, in the mix for a bench spot, but beyond that, not really um, pushing for a, for a um, top 13 spot. Is that, is that right?
2: Well, I'd say at this stage, yeah.
1: Yeah, I think benches, we're probably going to be slotting him in. But we did have some problems with Sean Lane finding, you know, irregularities in his form in 2020. So, you know, if Cartwright figures things out and Sean struggles a bit, it wouldn't be beyond the realms of possibility to see uh, Cartwright compete for the starting spot. But that's uh, a bit of water to pass under that bridge before we get to that point, I think.
3: I think it's a great signing. When you look at it, like, um, there's always one play on the bench that Brad Arthur sort of uses 10 to 15 minutes. And you know, if Brad Arthur gives him the simple, you know, just make your tackles, just do your runs, keep it simple for him. Like, you know, we're not going to expect him to be an X-Factor off the bench. You know, that's not the Bryce Cartwright that came into the league, but, you know, that's probably more Papalili or, you know, or Murata off the bench. But, you know, just keep it simple. And as long as you're not expecting him to start, like, just keep your expectations low. That's what I'd think, you know? And Yeah, I think it's great. If you can turn him around, there will be a master class performance from Brad Arthur. You know? He'll be one of the greatest coaches of all time. Um, well, you look at what sort of
2: paramedic Teams in the past, and when we have made the grand final, two thousand and one coming off the bench, uh, David Solomona, uh, two thousand and five Dean Widders, um, two thousand and nine Filleti Matteo. Um, I'm not saying Bryce is anywhere near these guys, especially uh, Solomona and Witters are two of the best bench players Parramatta's ever had, I reckon. And um, you know that's the sort of when Parramatta has done well, we have had that forward who has that skill. I think a lot of our forwards have skill, but just having that player off the bench that can do anything. You know, when they've got the ball in their hands, the, the defence goes, we don't know what they're going to do. Are they going to run, pass, offload, kick? It's just that the doubt that we can put in the opposition's mind. And, yeah, if, it's it just all depends on um, Bryce if he wants to be that player. Yep.
0: It's all on him. So we know there's plenty of other uh, players putting their hand up for that bench spot uh, this year. So it's, it's all in his hands. And as you said, Ham... Uh, Uh, low risk signing, small contract deal one year. So if uh, things don't pan out, he'll uh, be playing for the Eels reserve grade for the majority of the season. Uh, And then added to that is uh, uh, David Hollis and Sam Hughes, uh, being promoted to the first grade squad. And um, I know that you, Ham, and Forty have had raps on these two uh, forwards for a a number of years now. So that's good to see them uh, push through to the first grade squad. Yeah,
1: it's still a bit of a, a slow cooker situation for both the young boys there. Um, I'm not expecting them to be, you know, rushed into NRL calculations, but, you know, they've got the frame and the um, sort of play style to make a difference in the NRL when they get there eventually and um, definitely something to look forward to moving forwards.
2: Well, that's the thing, you know, you look at both of them, both of them, because of COVID last year, only had a handful of games in 20s, so, um, and they've got a very strong middle in front of them, you know, three players... We're in the New South Wales squad, and they're all in the middle. So, um, I don't expect them to play much, if first grade at all, this year. But uh, it's good to have the young, the young boys in the in the squad. And then on every, two, oh, I'll
3: every year. But like, it seems like every year, our Winnie's like our Winnie's side is going to get like even better. Like you see, these players are going to miss out. There are going to be some first graders that miss out. You know, like it's going to be incredible to see these players in Winnie and
1: we like, um, we did have a very good Kendrick Cup team last year before the, the season got uh, scuppered after just one round, um, that was a, a real tragedy between the flag and the, the Canterbury cup. There's a lot of good football to be played for the paramaterials in those two grades and uh, the sort of the development costs, not not in terms of dollars, but in terms of experience that were lost last year uh, is brutal, really, really brutal. And that's uh, going to be obviously trying and rectified this year. And they've, they've obviously shifted the district representatives to 17s and 19s and then 21s for the flag to help account for that lost season. But uh, watching those actual teams this year will be really fun because I think that the Canterbury Cup and the flag are going to be uh, very experimental, developmental. Uh, there's going to be a lot of um, you know talent being passed through those grades uh, in order to maximise development and not just results, but they'll also still be competitive, I believe.
0: And then one uh, lost Daniel Alvaro after uh, toiling away at Parramatta for a number of years and, and being brought down from the Brisbane system early on. Uh, has uh, decided to part ways and um, I think we'd seen the writing on the wall for the last year or so, so um, not really surprising. But uh, best of luck for Daniel Alvaro on his next journey. I think we all saw in 2018 that he has the potential in him to be one of those really uh, big workhorse middle forwards. Uh, but unfortunately, it just didn't pan out here. So uh, hopefully some greener pastures and um, a change of scenery. will see him back to his best form. Nothing else to add on uh, on the old Polar Express? Oh yeah, you know, oh, obviously, no, obviously he, had a, he had a good tenure here. He, yeah, um, I think he was one of
2: uh, the way Arthur brought forwards into first grade was uh, you know Danny was the prototype for that. Where low minutes get him experience. Um, he did his job, did his job really well in a disappointing year in 2018. Um, I just think our squad has moved past Danny, um, and I think I think so got,
1: the game adapted a little bit too on its rule sets, which um saw the Eels move to a, a much different structure in terms of how they rotate their forwards. Obviously, we lean heavily on Junior and Reg now, who are exceptional prop forwards. And you sprinkle in Nathan Brown, and Murata Niakore, and, you know, you've got four guys who just are killing it in the middle and there's only so much, uh, psych, you know, food to go at the table.
2: Yeah, you know, going to the Dragons, uh, there's, op- you know, hopefully gets a first grade spot because I think uh, everyone likes Danny Alvarez. I don't think you could say anything bad about him. He always put in 100% in every game.
0: So, not has much he, more details for that. Has he been Always pro- first to uh, been... sign uh, some or meet and greet there? Yeah, he was a fantastic content. Um, that's, well.
1: that's something definitely worth mentioning. And now I was just going to quickly check: has he been projected into their starting lineup?
0: Uh, I'm not quite sure. Uh, NRL.com's
1: no, got him sitting outside the 17 at the moment, so you know, he'll he'll be right in there though. You know, look at some of those guys and and um, Polls. You know, the definition of you know sort of consistency and that sort of glue player that really holds down a spot when you need him to.
0: Yeah, he did some good things for the, the Warriors last year as well. So uh, hats off to him for going over there in their moment of need too. Uh, next bit of news. Eels announced a multi-year partnership with Gatorade. So um, according to Eels' CCO, uh, Andrew McHale, quote, With Gatorade coming on board, we're confident all of our teams from Junior Pathways teams through to the Elite NRL will have access to the best hydration products available, allowing them to take their game to the next level and perform at their best, close quote. Um, did you have something to say on that ham? Oh, Gatorade's better than water. Gosh. Oh, my God. Water boy's going to be um,
2: yeah. running at you pretty oh. hard. Bobby Boucher. Got him in the background. here. Yeah. <laughs> no, but according to some um, friends of mine, the, the Gatorade bottle is better than the Powerade bottle. <laughs> so, uh, very good partnership for the Eagles. Hang on. Get there eventually.
3: <laughs> water sucks. Gatorade's better. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, what a classic
3: <laughs> Out there waiting uh, to Catch the eels with a Powerade bottle in their hand You know, it'll be prime material
0: for Buzz Well doesn't, didn't Gutho have a sponsorship With Powerade, I remember for He the was on the Bob
1: bottle, Lewis. he was on the side of their bottles At one point, yeah, on the gold yeah. bottle for sure uh, so, I mean, I imagine you can have those conflicts as long as Guffo's not flashing the Powerade in the press conference or something like that.
2: <laughs> Isn't that an NRL deal, though? Uh, yeah, so,
0: yeah, I believe it is. Yeah, so, it, was, yeah it was a couple of the, yeah. Going against the grain.
1: But, you, you I mean, you always like seeing the club picking up some corporate sponsorship, and Gatorade's obviously a, a very you know, high-profile brand in the sporting industry, more so in America than Australia. But everyone knows Gatorade in Australia. It's just that uh, Australia tends to be more of a... a sort of Coca-Cola, Amatil country versus the Pepsi-Cola America, which is why I think Powerade is... If I, am I wrong in saying the Powerade is more of a recognisable brand than Australia?
0: I think it is. I think you're yeah. right. Although I've got the... Um, you know, you can get the mix-in things. I've got the Gatorade, lemon, yeah, at the moment. Yeah, yeah, Ooh.
3: So we're expecting to see, what, 10 bottles of Gatorade instead of water in front of Brad Arthur? So
1: you're going to have the, the Brad Arthur fountain, <laughs> fountain collars, and then instead of the water, you'll have the, yeah, the Gatorade splashed across.
0: Brad Arthur will be... Uh, Cold, dead cold in his grave before he'll uh, switch up the from water. water. Oh, well, <laughs> <laughs> the hydration, is homie. Yeah, he is. And <laughs> the clause
3: that Brad Arthur must have a Gatorade shower each week before the game get
1: psyched
3: up. <laughs> I reckon they'll get him in a good mood. It'll sticky before.
1: I the wonder game. if it's like, going to be written into the contract that the Parramatta does win the grand final they need to give him a Gatorade bath. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, if it isn't, it should be, or otherwise you should fire the people at the uh, Gatorade marketing. Uh, um all right well let's go over to uh some of the junior news just about the trials first um and by the power of editing after this segment we'll add in the uh junior team list which are to come out on tuesday we're recording this first part on monday but uh 40 and ham will record the second part tomorrow and then i'll splot it all together
1: we have the technology (laughs)
0: <laughs> we can Can't rebuild how <laughs> it works. <laughs> Just, Just a te- peek behind the curtain. Yeah, now.
1: exactly, peering in behind the, the mystical curtains of the Parra podcast.
0: <laughs> um, so three of the Eals junior grades uh, showed that they are forced to be reckoned with after a clean sweep in their second and last of the trials last weekend. Um, so that saw the Tasha Gales, Harold Matts, and SG Ball in action. Um, so those results were Tasha Gale against Canterbury Bankstown Bulldogs Coming 16 16-12 winners. Then in the uh, Harold Mats over Penrith, Eels twenty Penrith fourteen, and SG Ball uh, over Penrith again twenty two to sixteen. Um, now forty or Ham? Did you either of you get out there, or do you have some? I was I was out for the first did.
1: week, and Ham was there for the, both that week and the second week. Um, well, yeah. you
0: want to run us through um, Tasha Gale to start off with, and then we'll move to Matts and Ball. Tasha Gale was at a different ground. The first ah, w- the first week
1: they played yeah. they played. Uh, Hammond, at Hammond, at, uh, is at New Era, and um, the, the feedback I can give you is that they're, um, they've worked really hard in their defense, they're very gritty, um, they've made quite a few errors which sort of contributed to having to do a lot of defense, but they really backed that up and defended their goal line really strongly, um, a bit unpolished in the attack early, like, you know, in the preseason, um, but the, the signs are very encouraging for the Tasha Gale, and I think they're going to be very competitive this year, and this will probably be, knock on wood, uh, their, first, like, their best season by some margin.
0: That's really good to hear. So, um, we'll, we'll um hopefully get to see them in action a little bit. Um, uh, so go over to the mats. Um, you can uh, review those two trial matches if you want.
2: Oh yeah, I'll just do them quickly because only trial matches. Um, Harold Matthews. There was a few boys uh, out injured, so hard to say. Um, Parramatta won on the last play of the game. There was a, a Penrith um, uh, rushed up in defence, and young Ethan Sanders, the halfback, recognised that. Four on two, out wide, shift out the back line and um, back to, I'm going to say, Lachlan-Golvin to score, I think it was, Um, and then, yeah, kick the the goal. You know, a a decent hit out. Uh, Penrith are always very strong um, across the year, so it's a good gauge to see where they are. We were a little bit light
1: on middle forwards that game as well, weren't we, Ham? Pardon? I think we were light on middle forwards that game as well.
2: Yeah, there was um, two starting middles out and a second rower out. Yeah,
1: and the, the, starting, the, the, starting, the starting middles are pretty handy. Yeah,
2: um, so... We're talking um, about
1: you know, guys like Miles Martin and, and I think Sam Tulvati played limited mil, uh, minutes as well in that game. So, um, But yeah, and, really, uh, really good result. And, and the week before, we, they did the business against... Well, they, they ended up tying with the Dogs, but they ran out to a very strong lead and then sort of pumped brakes once they started rotating in guys in the second half. Yeah, um, it, it's an interesting contrast of souls between the mats and the ball. The, the mats are very uh, adventurous... Uh, lots of, you know, fast backline movement going, you know, sideline to sideline, attacking very aggressively. But uh, there's a lot more errors as a result. And I think the, probably the biggest hang-up for the Mats right now is their kicking game, Ham.
2: Oh, uh, yeah. You know, not not to denigrate the halves because they're in No,
1: because they're, they're doing a lot of good old. work in the game. Like they're, And they're,
2: they, that's the thing. The rest of their game is high, very high quality. It's just the kicking game lets them down a little yeah, bit. Yeah, and, that, that's and a, if they can work on that – That's or, right.
1: It's a Polish aspect of their, their sort of training.
2: Yeah. And and as as a person who was also there with me said about both the Harold Matthews and the SG ball is that there's – like, it's good to see there's things to work on. There's you know That's the point of the the trials, isn't it?
1: Exactly that you want to be able to – obviously, you you want to be winning, but you also want to be coming away saying, okay, we can fix this and we can improve, you know, uh, the shift down the right edge and how the fullback chimes in or, you know, sort of timings and shapes. And that's definitely the the case for him. They acquitted themselves well across the two trials and – they're going to go into the season thinking that they've got a good chance of, you know, making a run for it.
2: And just on the SG ball, um, while they had uh, the halfback, well, Josh Chappell, while he was on the field, Bell were crisp, um, got through their sets really well, kicked. His kicking game is for 18, 19 year very old. Very polished. Very, very good game manager. Um, once he went off, got a little bit sloppy, and that's when Penrith are able to come back into it. But if this team holds the ball, completes their sets, uh, that's a lot better than, um, you know, even more talented quote-unquote uh, Parramatta squads can do um, and a lot of other talented squads in general, you know. Um, there can be a lot of, these are junior reps, but if they go and represent New South Wales, Queensland or Australia, um, that's handling still a, a struggle at this grade. So, if, you know, if you can complete 75% plus, you're going to go a long way.
1: A very long way in that grade. we yeah. Ham and I have been parted to some just sub fifty percent games where ha- handling errors are just and like they have still been in the contest, but like they just cannot get out of their own way. And to see the team uh, come into the twenty twenty one season, a very streamlined game plan. It, it's not you know uh, bold or or you know sort of rife with risk taking, but they know what they want to do, how they, they want to attack through the ruck, and then you know get to their guys that can make a difference out wide, and they're doing a very good job of it. And, you know, that was very encouraging to see and, and getting through those sets and showing the discipline with the ball and without the ball that they did has been a fantastic start to the preseason. And it is worth noting that this SG ball team, you know, it's going to sound like you're knocking it when we're saying that, you know, it's not that talented. Uh, it is still quite a talented team, but it is a team that could have so many players in it. Um, And yeah. like the, the amount of talent that is eligible for the SG ball that will be playing Jersey flag or even Canterbury cup this year is insane. And
2: it's a, it's a whole new back line. Yeah. One one to seven completely changes, and there's a few forwards in there that completely change. So, you know, I think it's unfair to say to the the players in the squad that this is the the second team because they're still, you know, a lot, of, the a lot of these guys have been squad.
1: that's right have been featuring in the junior representative programs in years gone by in the mats and then you know the ball before it was um a 19s uh, competition. So instead of you know of sort try, of trying to deflect it like that, it's, these guys have earned this opportunity. And now they've got a chance to be in the spotlight because these other kids are, you know, with their own talents are being pushed up to other grades. And they've got a chance to stake a claim for themselves, which is really cool.
0: Well, that was some good in depth chat there, boys. So um, next we'll move on to the uh, junior team list, which are announced on Tuesday. So, Ham and 40, take it away
1: and welcome to the world of tomorrow with all the joys of technology and you know delayed synchrosity this is ham and 40 coming to you from the uh tuesday evening where we're going to do a quick run through of the juniors starting with the tasha gale so round one tasha gale ham it's going to be played out at leichardt oval 11 a.m west tigers hosting the Parramatta eels uh for the eels you've got uh pritchard at the number one jersey on the flanks you're going to have hannah and Tamira Liati. In the centres you've got uh, Talisha Pew and Jacinta Tui. Uh and then in the halves Lorraine uh, Lorraine Lua Manava'a, uh, and Jada Tuovai. Sorry if I uh, butchered those pronunciations girls. <clears throat> in the forward pack you've got Marfa Fua and uh, Lasalia Sita Payne in the front row. They're bookending Kristen Corforn and in the back row you've got leitani Tua and Sama Tarare on the edges with uh, Ruby Jean Kennard locking the forward pack. On the bench, we have Amina Khanj, Catalina Vave, Summer Brown, and Taimani Kolomaka. And the extended reserves includes Ros- uh, Rosalia Leo. Oh, that was a mouthful. But yeah, first <laughs> first, first, hit out for the girls. Um, unfortunately, we won't be on hand to watch that because it clashes with the mats and ball. But I'm really looking forward to seeing the highlights from this game. Um, I'm just trying to think. Do we know how the to have a quick gander here, how the uh, Tigers have represented in the Tash Gale last year? Too.
2: Um, I'm just noticing in the uh, Tigers, Tasha Gale, Shondell Akub, oh, I'm sorry, sorry about the last name, Akabu, Bowie, maybe, um, former Parramatta representative there. So uh, switching allegiances, uh, and I'm sure some Tigers fans will be happy. I believe that's the swap for Ryan Mattison that they were hoping for.
1: Great parallel right there. But it is interesting seeing uh, recruitment battles starting to happen in these grades, uh, which is always indicative of good competition. So you know, uh, just going back, the uh, the sort of last couple of seasons a bit spotty for the New South Wales Rugby League table. So I haven't really got a grasp on how good the Tigers are. But yeah, um, the girls really uh, represent themselves well in the preseason, and I think they not lost narrowly to the Tigers uh, when they had a, a clash two weeks ago. So this be a really good hit out for them to see how they're standing.
2: Yes, yeah, so I'm just trying to look for this uh, table.
1: Yeah I sort of had a gander on New South Wales Rugby League and there's only one game played in the last two seasons. Um,
2: uh, 2019 they finished 3rd and 2020 they finished 7th just uh, one position above the eels who finished 8th.
1: Okay. Ham with the more updated tables compared to me. So yeah, this is um they they you know, a good competition for them and it'll be a good hit out for the girls first up. Absolutely. So we've got uh, one traditional rival. Well, probably not traditional, but the West Tigers have sort of moved up the rivalry pegs in recent years due to the uh, sort of the recruitment between the two teams. But moving on to a more traditional rival for the Mats and Ball, uh, the Parramatta Eels will be hosting the Manly Seagulls at New Era Stadium on Saturday in the 17s and 19s, formerly the 16s and 18s. Uh, And yeah, so we've got two games there at New Era. Going to be fantastic stuff. Uh, The Eels have named... make sure I'm on the right team list here. Yep, the Eels have named... Uh, a team pretty much as expected i think for the the mat's no real surprises um starting at fullback we have patrick spence on the wings are uh, big suliasu aho and josh Lialaoloto. um so two powerhouse wingers right there uh, for the oh, you, talk,
2: you know you talk about giant on one wing in aho uh josh on the other wing isn't uh, small by no, any and means he, either <laughs> he
1: is built powerfully um he he does some very physical work on that flank so, yeah, um, two you know really strong uh, carries of the ball there for the Eels. In the centres, you've got a great pairing of Charlie Geimer and Declan Murray. Um, Terence Laffey and Ethan Sanders, as expected, will be named in the halves to play on Saturday. And then moving into the front row, we've got our big Sam Tuavati, uh, who's going to be bookending with Ofag Mino, uh, which I think he came off the bench for us during the trials, um, which has pushed Miles Martin, well, pushed. Miles Martin falls back to his more traditional role of number 13. Um, Yaya Ayachi will be the hooker. And then in the back row, alongside Miles Martin on the flanks, you've got Dominico Destratis and Saxon Pryke. On the bench, the Eels have named Blaze Talagi, Jacob John, Joshua Alzahim, and Big Cooper Sinclair, who's a, a big rangy outside back. And Tyrese Lokenny is the extended bench, or the 18th man, rather. Whew, another big mouthful there. So uh, Manly haven't got a full name named on uh, full team named on New South Wales Rugby League, but Ham, the uh, industrious individual that he is, has found uh, the full team list on Manly Seagulls. Um, and big, uh, sort of the big name there, I suppose, is another Hopawadi, Lehi, 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 Le-
2: Hop- Lehi? I'd Lehi. say
1: Lehi, Lehi uh, Hopawadi, who unsurprisingly is in the fullback jersey. Um, going through quickly, um, the there's, Finu there's about to say there's the another, there's brother. another finer, yep,
2: yep, uh, Latu and Sam Weller. Um, they're sort of the big names I can see from um,
1: now, Manly are usually name? pretty competitive, and in, 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 particularly in this fixture, they get up for this game almost every year. So it'll be interesting to see how they stand.
2: Um, well, in the corresponding game last year, uh, Manly won
1: 30-18. There you go. So a bit of revenge yeah. on the menu for the boys.
2: Hopefully. Well, we've named a very similar team to last year. There's a few players that have swapped around. Um, Charlie Gaimo has gone to centre. Uh, Lafayette has moved into the starting half position. Mm-hmm. Um, the big thing I take out of this is our bench. You know, Blaze Tulungi is a, traditionally a half and Cooper Sinclair is traditionally a winger.
1: Yeah, so they've so, gone very light on the bench with a lot of utility. So, Absolutely. I mean, and
2: is that the sort of are we, we, we spoke about it um, a little bit earlier on, thanks to splicing, um, or later on? I can't really remember. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, this team is very attacking wise um, in their philosophy and yep. look to shift the ball. And, you know, having a half on the bench and a winger on the bench
1: sort of is playing um, into that strength, isn't it? You're really committing, doubling down into being able to uh, shift the ball around and, and attack sort of recklessly.
2: And I think it, it goes to sh- the show the faith that we have in our starting middles. Yeah, that, that was exactly that, uh,
1: where I was going to go to. We know that Miles Martin is capable of a prolonged stints. And I think that Sam Tuovati really showed that he's got a huge engine in the preseason. Um, He really popped for me, watching him play big minutes of impact.
2: And I know the um, there's been a few raps on Josh Al-Hazim, who's a, a stocky second rower, so... Um, there's potential there for Saxon Pryke or Destratus to well, move
1: into Pryk, the middle. Pryke was a name I was told to keep an eye on as, a, as someone you know, could jump out this year. So, yeah, a lot of interesting things there for the mats a Big rivalry game on Saturday, and that takes us into the, the other big rivalry game against the same club in the ball. So we move on to the under-19s. Now there's a few new faces here, Ham, with um, some of the boys that have been training in Jersey Flegg in the preseason uh, dropping back for round one of the ball. So we'll start at the fullback position, as always, where Tyrone South comes back to the team. Um, and he'll be sort of marshalling Totonu Jr. Wright and Freeman Forsythe on the flanks. In the centres, as a surprise, Jock Brazel sort of uh, moves from the edge into the centres, and uh, Jabil Kalachi will be the other centre there, I presume on the right edge. In the halves, there's your boy Josh Chappell, and uh, Keelan Bray, who was a sort of, uh, maybe not a standout, but he was a, a very pleasant surprise during the trials, um, will be in the number seven jersey. Uh, the hyphen, Jonte Jr. Beth, and Meezer in the number eight jersey. Uh, he's booking the scrums with Brock Parker. Drew Lloyd is at hooker. Uh, Peter Tateo is your captain and playing on the edge. Um, traditionally more of a middle forward, Peter, I think, but they're going to obviously experiment with him on the edge at the moment. Maximus Tupo will be the other edge forward, and your boy Taylor Moala is at lock forward. On the bench, we've got Vado Yankovic, Larry Moagututia, uh, Koevi Lumesu and Francis to Utino. And on the bench, or well, on the extended bench, rather, is um, another player I thought was good in the trials in Kylan Mafoa. What do you see, Ham? Where's um some interesting inclusions of guys coming back from the flag? There's been some guys shuffled around.
2: Wow, what, uh, do you, what do you got? First thing that screams out to me when I read this team was we're going for size. We're going for they, beef. They've
1: injected some beef. Yeah, there's some
2: oh, you know Jock Brazel traditionally a second rower there playing out in the centres. Um,
1: strong defender too, so he probably shouldn't be too uh, yeah. Oh no, out, I've, out I've
2: got no worries with him playing out in the centres. <laughs> there's nothing there. Might, might, uh, maybe attacking wise might be a little bit um. To be left founding, yeah, but so I'm sure a young young uh will be able to handle that part of the game. Um, and then on the other side, Jabiru Kalachi, um, tradi- uh, in previous years, has been a half, but, boy, Eric, he could probably play second row himself. He's a big
1: boy. Yeah, and um, that's been evident in the preseason. He's been very hard to bring down.
2: So, yeah, looking at this team, I think that they'll um, look to just do what they've done in the trials, just complete at high possession. Once they get into that attacking 20, attacking 30 – then look to shift the ball around and put on the plays and speed up the game a little bit.
1: Going to be looking forward to seeing uh, how uh, guys like the Hyphen and and Petit Tio come into the team after spending most of the preseason with the flag and training with the bigger bodies. Hopefully they can make a big impact. I mean, they've they've been both, you know, quite story players in the the reps for this team, so expect them to make a difference.
2: Uh, um, Even Tyrone Sauer who's also been training with um, Jersey Mm -hmm. flag, just having that um, more training days and training against better players. I think coming back to this grade, they'll um they should be looking to be standouts.
1: And now for Manly, I think the name that really jumps off the sheet for me is the 5'8", Christian Mapapalangi, um, Lungi, uh, who is yeah. he's got some raps on him. Uh, Ham, anyone else that really Ike, strikes you as a danger player for Manly, knowing that they're probably going to be fielding a pretty handy lineup?
2: Um, not sure danger player, but there's a recognisable name for uh, Eels fans, James Mala- Malauulu, uh, mm-hmm. former Eels, so he's been. Uh, Quartered by... Uh, Northern Beaches, yeah. Um, and Gordon chan of tong uh, he plays dummy half. He's very crafty at a dummy half, plays for uh, Westfield's high there and um, can also play in the half. So he's a very smart player. So, yeah, Parramatta, will, I think they'll be having a you know, around that ruck, they'll need to be switched on.
1: Exactly. Um, and to be fair to the Eels, have been very disciplined defensively across what we've seen in the preseason. Uh, but obviously once you get to the you know the real football when the whistle blows... Any lapse will cost you very, uh, very dearly. But yeah, um, so Saturday morning, 10 o'clock for the mats, 12 o'clock for the Ball, and the Tash Gale out at Leichhardt on Saturday, 11 a.m. Now, I'm not sure what the New South Wales Rugby League streaming arrangements are for this week.
2: Uh, they are streaming the uh, Canterbury-Bankstown games there because I going they have all three. So um, they're going to take the centralised game. Which Gale and SG Ball. Which
1: may, if that's true, that means that uh, you're looking at two days... Uh, this year where the uh, Eels juniors will be on New South Wales Rugby League because that's how the uh, game winds up with Tasha Gale and Matt's twice in the season at New Era. I don't know about away games, but in terms of home stream games, there's uh, it happens twice.
2: Yeah. Just looking at the um, last time these teams played, um, looks like it was 2019, I believe. That's crazy.
1: Right? COVID-19, um, eh?
2: Uh When was it? Yeah, 2019. So um, pretty much no one. Uh, the the, the
1: form guide here. means nothing. There's uh, no. <laughs> they're coming into the game. There's only
2: one, two players, three players from Parramatta. Wow. Uh, John Jonte Junior, Taylor Moala, Peter Tartillo. So um, few for Manly. Gordon Chen, kumtong Tong, uh, James Waselli. So completely new teams. So yep. Be lo- Parramatta lost that game thirty six to six. Um, won't be reading anything into that.
1: No, exactly. Completely new game. That um, which is an adage, you know, true in sports in any given year, but especially more so when it's, you know, moving from under-18s to under-19s and you haven't played for, you know, the better part of 18 months against each other. So, yeah, exciting stuff. Uh, we really liked what we saw from the Eels in the preseason through the trials up against a, a storied rival in round one. You can't really set the table any better for fans. And, you know, on that note, uh, catch all the coverage of that game with him and I on the Para podcast um, when we convene next week. And um, I'm sure Sixes myself would do some stuff on TCT as well. Are you live blogging the game? I will be live blogging the game, yeah. So if you, oh
2: good, if you want, because to, I always forget what happens.
1: <laughs> if you want to get, if you want to get on TCT and, and follow the game as it goes and and comment and whatnot, feel free. But yeah, otherwise, get all the post game stuff here with uh, the boys at the Power Podcast and on TCT.
2: And um, if you ever have any questions about the juniors, send them through Twitter. Don't think we have an Instagram. Don't think we have a Facebook. Um, so shout out to Twitter. Um, you yeah, may power, have an email.
1: It's, but at the power, pod, at the power podcast, if I'm not mistaken, yeah,
2: just ask us a question. And, um, if people say there's no stupid questions, I don't, uh, abide by that rule. There are stupid questions. If it's not a stupid question, we'll answer it. <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> sorry. At power podcast, not the power podcast, but yeah, at power podcast. Um, hit oh, us we are the, questions. Power,
2: we're the, the power podcast, Correct. but not at,
1: and, um, you can also hit us up individually. Um, but it's probably more effective to get to, to Hamish on the, the main account. He'll remember. Except that's the big thing. He will remember. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, uh, sounds good. That's it. Uh, we'll uh, see you on the other side then, normal, guys. Yeah. Back
2: to normal uh,
1: broadcasting. And do the you know, technological things and splice it back <laughs> into the podcast.
0: <laughs> and through the power of editing, you've just heard from Ham and 40 uh, in relation to the junior team lists. Um, so just to round this one out uh, there's you know there's always a good uh, quote out there or there's always good old uh, red cheeks uh, spouting some bullshit rumors. So the last one is uh, Shane Flanagan apparently replacing Brad Arthur in 2021 um, but I did scour that article. And at no point did Jim Sarantinos say that Brad Arthur has the full backing of the board, so I'm pretty sure he's safe.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know, we, you meme about it, but the amount of times that it's been true, isn't it? Like, it, it is the actual death now in Rugby League when you get the full backing of the board. <laughs> yeah, well, uh. the,
0: the, the closest we got are we're doing everything we can to support Brad, his staff and the players to achieve the best possible outcomes. And I think that's quite clear of... Uh, Brad Arthur has the full backing of the board. So, full support. Uh, yeah, full support. <laughs> yeah, it,
1: it's an interesting situation because the, the Parramatta coaching gig has always been a hot seat by nature of us being such a popular club and obviously, obviously striving to try and break that premiership drought. And it, it, it allows the media to you know, write this stuff uh, with you know, plausible deniability. I suppose, because they can just say, yeah, you no, know, we've, we've heard around the traps that, you know, Brad Arthur is, you know, feeling the heat right now because he needs to get a result in the finals. And, yeah, and if there was an iota of truth to that rumour, I would caution the club to be very careful because uh, the devil, you know, they, they say the devil you know is often, you know, better than the devil you don't and whatnot. But it's more a case of Brad is obviously a very competent coach. And, you know, and while he does have areas where he could improve and, you know, like most coaches and most players, he's not perfect, uh Moving away from him in a time like this, after he's built this squad, there, there's a very likely, poss- uh, very likely possibility that you get a downgrade, unless you're going to get a Trent Robinson or a Craig Bellamy, in and, and which case, you know, it sort of makes the, the decision a little bit more straightforward. But yeah, um, I'm glad to hear the club come out and, you know, put the rumour in its place, because you could tell the Daily Telegraph were going to run with that for as long as they could if the club gave them enough rope.
0: Yes, very much so. Um, all I can say is Flano has some very good uh, mates in the media. <laughs> But uh, I don't think we'll be seeing is he, him in the blue and gold any times.
1: Is he coaching at the moment, or is he just out of a club? No, he's
0: uh, calling up Trent, uh,
2: Trent Barrett every day, asking how Kyle's going. <laughs> is, uh,
1: is Trent Elkin still at the club? Trent Elkin is still the head uh, head conditioner. Sure head they drink.
2: don't get along with each other. I was going to say they'd b- be pretty bad. With, with a new there. coach, brings new staff. So yeah,
1: I imagine it, if that in that hypothetical situation, Trent would be out in his bike because there's no yeah, way that that situation is not tenable.
3: Yeah, but they could pass each other in the car park and get on with it, you know. Like,
0: be, oh, when you say get on you, with it, you mean fisty cuffs? Yeah, or? I think
1: I think fisty cuffs and, and not cheap tricks. But well, we um,
0: did yeah. see on on Reddit post today Brad Arthur throwing him back when he played in uh, the lower yeah. grades. Did you guys see that video? Yeah,
1: we found it. I saw the uh, with Adam photo. Adam O'Neill and uh, who was the other one? Uh, but yeah, when they were, Adam O'Brien, Adam O'Brien. Sorry, yeah, sorry, that's
0: sorry. The photo, not the video. Yeah, uh, yeah just.
2: You know, I, I'm, I suppose you could say, a Brad Arthur supporter. Um, I just look at, you know, when I go to, it's something very, very small. I understand this. When I go to junior games, the coach that's there and I see them is Brad Arthur. You know, the only time I've seen other coaches there has been uh, Michael Maguire when South were in a uh, semi
1: final. Yeah, semi final.
2: Yeah. Um, I saw, he wasn't a coach at the time, but Phil Gould, but he was at a Sharks game because his son plays for the Sharks. Yeah. Um, So, you know, and I I suppose I'm not going out of my way to look for other coaches, but at the same time, I'm not going out of my way to look for Brad Arthur either, but it's just, that's something very tiny and I just think he takes um, a lot of passion in the club and uh, he's brought a lot of stability that we need and I think that, you know, let him finish his deal. I think that's, I think the club can allow him that given what uh, he was dealt with from the club in previous years because, you know, I know he's coached a lot more than the past five years, but... Uh, 2017, 2019, 2020, we've made the finals. 2016, we won enough games to be in the finals. So four of the past five seasons, we've pretty much been a finals
1: team. And- yeah, the real the real blemish of the 2018 season, which was derailed for a number of factors. You know, largely we sort of look back and look at the Mitchell Moses, Corey Norman sort of playmaking divide and a few other factors. And that's the real the one that really sort of you know stands out in his resume in recent years. Because aside from that, he's had us trending upwards 100.
2: And yeah, and you know when. Last time a Parramatta club was like that was oh uh, five oh six oh seven oh nine own Brian,
1: Brian Smith era into Jason Taylor taking over uh, yeah it's yeah we, we've got a good at the moment and yes we want to go deeper into the finals and and compete for that grand final but that can fall apart very quickly if you make the wrong move
3: you just got to look at how many coaches get recycled in the league like Nathan Brown's got a job now with the Warriors like unless you're getting a re- rehashed coach you what you're going to go for unknown you know like. Lower ranked, uh, junior rank, sorry, junior coach or something like, and even then I don't know who's the best up and coming. Like we've been here in Surana. Well, Garf,
1: Garf Brennan was four, the the bees knees, and he yeah. failed at the Gold Coast, and now they've got Justin Hobrook, who did who did post a a very solid first year, uh, but he also did his apprenticeship over in the ESL. So finding a, a good young coach is not easy, and it's much easier to trip yourselves over, um, or like Bertie said, you sort of get stuck onto the a pile of rehashed coaches. You know, you're looking at those Nathan Browns. The uh, 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 what's his name? Paul, Gr- Ed, Ed, uh, Paul Green, Paul Green, um, Anthony Griffins. Yeah, the guys that have had some modicum of success, and yes, some have won premierships in, in perfect storm situations or inheriting absolutely loaded rosters, but haven't had you know sustained success.
3: Oh, you forgot one more washed up coach, uh, Ivan Cleary. <laughs>
0: All right, guys. Well, I think that's enough uh, for this first one back uh, for the 2021 season. It's a trial for us too, you know. It is. First, first game back after a long preseason.
1: Shake off the rust, see how the uh, match fitness is going, see how the combinations are working.
2: We haven't had an outburst from Birdie
0: yet, so, you know. No,
1: Birdie, Birdie has a uh, New you Year's gotta, resolution. You've got
0: to build yourself up to that. You don't <laughs> want to go too fast at the beginning of preseason and, and um, burn yourself out. Birdie's
1: the secret weapon for the main season.
0: He's been off a...
3: Twitter for a while, so I haven't seen any of the shit. So I've been good. I've been avoiding it.
0: Yeah, I tell you what, this preseason hasn't really delivered too much, has it? I've, I've sort of been off Twitter and 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 Reddit and Discord and stuff. Just sort of gave it a bit of a break. So um, I think I'm starting to gear up towards uh, getting back into it, uh, ready for uh, the season to start. What are we at? We're like forty something days or forty? Yeah,
1: well, junior junior reps this week, and then it's what March 14 we play. Is that right?
0: That's right. So we're, um, we're March 12th. Was the 13th of March.
1: March 12th against the Broncos. Yeah. On Friday night.
2: Fingers crossed, uh, border stay open because I'm planning to go up. So no one get COVID. And if you get COVID, go to someplace else. Got it? That's helpful.
0: <laughs> That's a way to end the podcast right there. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll wrap it up there, guys. And, um, we'll be back, uh, a little bit later in the preseason. Um, once we get a bit more handle on what, uh, when our trial matches are upcoming, uh, what the squad's going to shake out to be and what our top 17's likely to be. Um, but we might just throw out a couple of uh, updates for the juniors uh, during the run-up to that further one um, for those who want to hear about uh, the Tasha Gales, Harold Matz and SG Ball and how they're doing in the respective competitions given that uh, that season's about to kick off. All right, well, cheers for um, joining us for another Para podcast, and we'll catch you on the next one. Cheers. Catch you later. Catch you, fellas.
2: in the suicide of